Hey guys, what's up? It's Ben from United Q, and it's Wednesday, which means we've got another awesome podcast to help get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host Dan. What's up? And we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and of course Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, or looking to upgrade, or even pick up some epic accessories, you can check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And on today's show, we've got Scott Fraser from Angus and Oink. Hi Scott, are you alright? How you doing man? Yeah. Thanks for having us on the show. No worries, thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to have you on, Scott. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, it's good. Um, we've we've loved so many of your products for quite a long time. We've been waiting to get you on here, so it's great to finally have you on the show. Oh, brilliant. We've been following your podcast with great interest, so it's, it's good to finally be here. I managed to uh, grab you at grill stock and sort of twist your arm into it and convince <laughs> you to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah first, didn't take much. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, it didn't take much. We had a great yeah. chat over the weekend at Grillstock, so I thought we need to, need you on the show 100%. So, yeah, great to have you on. Yeah, Grillstock was epic. It was a really good um, good uh, opportunity to meet loads of good people um, from all over the barbecue world. Um, we've got a great a great family out there um, through the country we smoke for them and, um, and all, the, all the links we make on Facebook and that. And to finally meet some people, it's, uh, it's great fun, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it was like an event of putting all these names to faces and meeting up with people you've only ever seen in the virtual world before. Yeah, I think I, I, think <laughs> I uh, introduced you to my partner, Sarah, as these are the guys that sent us the amazing sausages and yeah. the amazing sauces. <laughs> <laughs> That's grand, yeah. So That's Scott. Good. We've got so much good feedback down there um, from, from loads of people on the on the sauces and the, and the sausages as well. It was, um, it, it was a real... Um, a real eye opener to see what, what a good good name that we're um, we're spreading out there for for the Angus Knight products. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big big thrill. Awesome. Yeah. So Scott, for on that point, I guess we haven't really introduced what Angus Knight is. I'm sure most of our listeners know you guys already, but for anyone who doesn't know who Angus Knight is and what they do, can you just give us a quick intro about you? Yeah, uh, Angus and Link um, is, a, is a hot sauce and barbecue sauce company. Um, we also do rubs um, and seasonings for barbecue. Um, we've moved into into sausages recently, so we do sausage from um, U.S. kind of flavors with their hot links, jalapeno cheese, and kielbasa sausage. Um, we've got a bit of an interest in Q Barbecue in Aberdeen, a barbecue restaurant, um, probably the most northerly barbecue restaurant in the country. Um, and we we really started the business from home um, a couple of years ago, two years ago in August. We made our, our first sale locally after spending about six months in, in product development. Um, and we sold 12 bottles to, to a local butcher um, for cash. And um, myself and the wife were so, so delighted that we'd, um, we'd made our first sale. And we sat in the car and just um, had a big grin. And then uh, kind of realised that we uh, we might be onto something good um, with, with the sauces, so it's uh, it's grown arms and legs from there. Um, so let's take a step back. What what actually what actually made you turn around to each other and say Let, let's uh, let's make some sauce? Let's make some <laughs> sauce. Yeah. What what made us made made the sauce in the first place? Yeah, yeah. What sort of influence? Yeah. What inspired you to sort of turn around to each other and say let's develop a, a range of sauces, for instance? But it's quite, it's quite an interesting journey, really. Um, we um, I used to live down in South America. Um, we lived down in, in Buenos Aires, and I, I worked in the oil and gas industry and covered an area um, from from Buenos Aires the whole of South America, and um, worked closely with the guys in, in Houston, Texas, and all that. And traveling about, um, we came across all these different sauces and ways of cooking. Um, from Trinidad and from Peru and, and Brazil and all all over the place. And when we um, we finally moved home, um, we we couldn't really get the sauces that we we found um, when we were travelling about. Um, so we decided to make our own. 
um, and we made we made seven to begin with. We made um, a, a hot sauce from Peru. Um, we made a, a sauce from Trinidad. We made our own barbecue sauce that we couldn't get hold of um, um, based on um, flavours that we found in Texas. And um, I was uh, working in oil and gas, and um, I thought a nice little way for my wife to stay at home and um, have a little hobby business that we could um, enjoy was uh, just to make some sauces. Cool. So that, that's, how yeah. all, that's how it all started. It was, um, yeah, what, what can we make? We watched a bit too much River Cottage and um, <laughs> decided that the vinegar, chilies and, and, and things like that would make a make a nice uh, gross profit and, and off we went. We'd, we made these um, seven sauces that we couldn't, um, couldn't find anymore. Awesome. awesome. So what was the first sauce that you went for? And the first sauce we went for was from, <coughs> from Trinidad. It was um, um, habanero pepper sauce. And I think the closest thing that we could find in the easily available was like the Encona brand. Um, but it just wasn't as authentic as we, we liked. So we, we made our, um, our first sauce um, out of fresh chilies. And a bit of a learning curve along the way. Um, um, we, we, we discovered fermentation. So um, but when we made our first sauce and we we, we left it in the in the in the outbuilding that we have where we make our sauces, um, it, it actually exploded um, <laughs> after <laughs> after a couple of weeks because the the chilies fermented. So we learned that we had to cook cook sauces and um, so we had a bit of a learning curve along the way and a bit of a crime scene in the bothy outside. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love the sauces. I mean, there, there's there's four in the range, if I'm correct, and the the, the mango uh, voodoo mango absolutely mango, yeah. is so delicious, so fruity, but with it's it's so nice, absolutely delicious. The pit boss barbecue again, a really nice barbecue sauce. Uh, I literally loved them all. I sent I had a few sent down to me and tried them all, and and they're all yeah. absolutely brilliant. Uh, just to bring it up there, when I hadn't sent down to me, I had a, I did a little event where I barbecued for, sort of, my partner works at a, a school, works in the special needs department, and I put on a bit of an end of year barbecue with them, and uh, Angus Oink sponsored and sent down all of their sauces, so they supplied all the sauces for the day, which was absolutely wicked, so thank you again for that. Yeah, no problem at all, no problem at all. And yeah, I had a little taste, yeah, but, and they're all, all absolutely delicious. Great, great, yeah. Now, the, the four sauces are really um, core core to the product um, that we do. Um, we we lived in, in the Middle East for a while as well, and we've got a couple of sauces that we might take out in the future from from that area of the world. Uh, one called Zug, um, it'll be called Doctor Zug, which is a is a green sauce with lots of um, Middle Eastern cardamom kind of flavours in it as well. So um, we're just um, trying to uh, you know get all the sauces to market in a, in a steady fashion. Yeah, there seems to be a sort of a, a big surge as well in sort of a Middle Eastern sort of style barbecue as well. A lot of people are experimenting with like kebabs and, and sort of the Middle Eastern spices are sort of becoming a lot more readily available in the supermarkets and stuff. And I'm starting to yeah, see absolutely. that that being used a lot more in people's sort of recipes. And, and that's really great to see because obviously, again, my heritage is, is from sort of the Middle East area as well. So it's great to see a lot of people experimenting with sort of the flavours and the, the local sort of foods to over there, which is awesome. Yeah, no, it's really good to be. The, the flavours like um, um, all the, um, the Middle Eastern stuff is just, is just phenomenal. They've got a real barbecue culture out there. Um, all the zatar kind of flavours and all that, um, just amazing stuff. Um, flatbreads and barbecue and again cooking open fires in the middle of the desert um, it was a real experience that we enjoyed so uh, we'll try and build that experience in their sauces and try and bring some authenticity to the market which um, awesome. is something I think we can do yeah. so we got a green Dr. Doctor Zug was it? Dr. Zug Zug's a, um, a sauce um, that they, they, they use out there in the Middle East um, okay. quite a lot um, so we got Z-O-U-G we were going to call it cool. um, one of our uh, one of my friends out there was called uh, Doctor Zhu. He was a, a Chinese guy, so we we're going to dedicate it to him. Going to call it Doctor Zhu. Awesome, I like it. <laughs> and is there another one? Because I uh, heard sources. I heard plural. Yeah, we've got we've got a few to come out. We've got one. Um, um, we're, we're just working on on production of these sauces right now. We've got one called Fat Taco, <laughs> um, which will be a bottle um, dedicated uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, there'll be a, a, a Chipotle um, taco sauce um, coming come nice. out soon. Um, we've got another one, the, the one I mentioned from Peru earlier, it'll be called Mother-in-Law's Tongue. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> so it'll be a, a green chilli sauce. Does Mother-in-Law know about the yeah. name or? Sorry? Does Mother-in-Law know about the name? She, she has her own name. <laughs> we'll we'll keep, keep her in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, there's end, endless possibilities to come out. We're thinking about a Brazilian sauce, a moho kind of sauce. Oh, wow, um, nice. We'd like to do a, do a chimichurri sauce as well. So there's a whole uh, whole range of things we could do, but it's just uh, we're uh, kind of constrained by production just now. Uh, we're producing as fast as we can um, in, in the restaurant that we're involved with, um, but we're looking at um, outsourcing manufacture in the relatively near future to, so that we can um, get the proper accreditation to, to hit some of the multiples and, and get the sources out a bit further. Mm. Yeah, well, all the sources I've tried so far have been absolutely phenomenal, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the uh, new releases as well to add to the, add to the collection. And they're not the type of... Yeah. I guarantee you, people, when you order them, they aren't the type of sauces that you order, taste once, and don't use. These sauces are the ones you actually uh, use regularly and actually empty out, because you always end up buying all these sauces to try, and and actually they just sit in the back of your cupboard because they're not all in the fridge. I've got a whole bloody, I've got a whole, uh, a whole uh, shelf, shelf full, full of, of half-eaten sauces. Half-eaten <laughs> sauces that aren't that great, but yours, yours are all gone. So uh, I, I assure you that these are the ones that will be used uh, straight away, and the rubs. Cool. I'm going to chat about the rubs quickly because I, I had uh, I've used the Mr. Rubber Rubber, which I Mr. used Rubber with Rubber, some yeah. chicken, yeah. and it was absolutely delicious. A really Brilliant. nice sort of aniseed uh, notes coming through really nicely. It was a really really nice rub. So uh, do you want to talk us through the rubs? Yeah, um, the rubs were um, really inspired by well, one of them was inspired by um, cooking um, cooking ribs and cooking brisket and um, stuff we developed for for the restaurant. Um, to, to to get the meat um, uh, just right in the in the smoker there, um, but uh, I guess experience again from from working in, in Texas for a long time and dealing with the guys there, we got a lot of recipes from from various people. Um, worked in the, the downhill fishing business and um, and in oil and gas, and um, all the guys there were big into their barbecues, so we got a lot of hints and tips on how to how to cook things over there, and then um, the. The um, Mr. Rubber Rubber is really inspired by like a fish boil, um, so like crawfish and, um, and and things like that from Louisiana. Um, I'm trying to get the flavours of Creole into into the rub from Mr. Rubber Rubber. Um, so we 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 uh, crawfish boils out in in Saudi Arabia. And there's a big um, shrimp season out there, so we do do a crawfish boil, and make our own uh, our own rubs out there. Yeah. We try to get a lot of um, um, herby flavours, the lemon and jalapeno, and mm. all sorts of cool things into the into the ones for the for the fish. It, it works really well with pork and chicken too. Yeah, well, I, as I said, I, I used it with chicken, and it was absolutely lovely with the chicken. So, yeah, really happy with that. Sorry, it says on your website it goes well with raccoon as well. Raccoon, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to make our, make our branding a bit fun and interesting. And the general yeah. goes well with squirrel and gator as well. So. Squirrel. I like how squirrel. It's, it's got a squirrel sausage and, and jazzy uh, flavour. Uh, <laughs> squirrel sausage and a food festival up in in, in, in Spring, Texas. That was that was an experience too. <laughs> Sausages. Yeah. Talk to me about sausages. sausages. Yeah. Talk yeah, to yeah. me about these babies because these are, again, phenomenal. <laughs> so yeah, we um, the, the the rubs um, actually led on to the sausages. So we we made um, made friends with the with the butcher here up in Aberdeen, who's the head of the the Q Guild. So they're the the, the highest um, kind of grade of butchers in, in the UK. Um, John Davidson. Um, he's a he's a master butcher and um, he's as I said he's head of the Q Guild in Scotland. So we worked with, with our rubs and modified them slightly. Um, so the the general um, we used to make the the hot link sausage and the, the jalapeno cheese is made with Mr Rubber Rubber um, and uh, the kielbasa is, is his own sausage that we um, uh, we found in the shop and just loved immensely. So we, we've added that to the to the product range, um, and we use all three in the, in Q barbecue. 
in Aberdeen. Um, so it was just just a bit of work for him to get them to get them bang on. Um, he entered them for the Scottish Craft Butchers Awards uh, a couple of months ago, and they they all got um, awards there. Um, and recently, um, it's always been my ambition to enter the local um, sausage competition. Um, it's, called, it's called the the F Show, um, and we um, we won first with the jalapeno cheese. Uh, we won second with the, the hot link in the speciality section, and we won best overall in show um, out of about 100 different sausage entries with uh, the jalapeno cheese, so we're, we're chuffed to bits with that. Uh, wow, congratulations. Yeah, all the prizes. That, that was cool, yeah. <laughs> so now you can say yeah, you've got the pri- their prize-winning sausages now. Prize-winning, multiple award-winning sausages. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But we sent, sent them down to the guys at uh, Dr. Evil Barbecue, and they, um, they uh, gave them out some of the some of the folk down in the grill stock and the, the feedback from them was, was fantastic too. Um, we've recently started doing um, wholesale orders, so we're supplying um, Old Smokies and um, down in Oxfordshire with um, 20 kilo packs uh, every week now. So, um, yeah, we're open to wholesale orders. Um, mm, yes, please. 20 <laughs> 50 kilo packs, yeah. <laughs> I get a bigger freezer. <laughs> I want to get freezer. Buy a bigger one. <laughs> I want to the the selection the the three there uh, in a competition you ran. I was lucky enough to win, and and we uh, we had some for our dinner on the on the night they arrived. We uh, sacked off what we had planned for dinner and, and had the sausages, and then they were so good. The next morning we had the next bag of sausages. <laughs> and then come lunchtime, we had had all three packs of sausages. So the 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 three meals after receiving your sausages were all sausages. Were all sausages. <laughs> <laughs> so they were so good, honestly. Like, and it's weird. Like, all three of all three of them were picked by like different different people in my family as their favourites. So like everyone had their favourite, which was a different pack, and and we all loved them collectively. Like they were fantastic. I was really looking was forward to bringing them in, but that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, Ben, they didn't what reach. What was your favourite? <laughs> my, my personal favourite was the uh, jalapeno. Jalapeno cheese, yeah. Yeah, jalapeno cheese. Yeah. I just thought it was... I, I loved them all, actually. The, the hot links as well. The hot links are uh, fantastic. Really, really enjoy them. Uh, cool. And again, the kielbasas, uh, I've got to give them a note because they were, they were awesome. Uh, I first got to try them when we, went, we popped in to see Marcus from Country Wood Smoke on our way back from doing some recording somewhere and we popped in and he'd got them all there cooked up ready for us to try them so i i yeah again i couldn't pick which was my favorite i think i'm probably going along with the jalapeno again because i just love that spiciness in the cheese but so again. i'm starting to think i might change my mind <laughs> and know, go for hot link i don't know they're just also good yeah they're also good honestly fantastic great job cool nice one thanks very much yeah a lot of credit goes to, to john for for making them um, we're probably adding um, a couple more sausages as we go on um, to, to that line as well. We'll, we'll look at Burwurst and we'll be looking at Bratwurst as well. Nice. Yeah, Very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. And you still got, I noticed on the website, there's still a chocolate product on there as well. We do have a chocolate product, yeah. Um, we, we had um, uh, smoky bacon, um, sea salt caramel, uh, chili chocolate. And a pop and candy chili fudge chili chocolate that was made with uh, Reaper powder. Um, we kind of got fed <laughs> up of um, chili chocolate that said it was chili chocolate, and um, Didn't work. it was just a, a, a mild tingle on the tongue. So we decided to, to blow, the, blow, the, blow the doors off. And, um, yeah, nobody's ever complained about it being too too timid. <laughs> no. It is a thing, though, isn't it, with chili chocolate? You often get it and you just eat it. You're like, well, there's no chili there at all. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'm gonna name it. I'm just gonna name it. I had a lint one, yeah. and it may as well have just been dark. It's dark chocolate chili, chili dark chili chocolate. And honestly, I I didn't get any notes of chili at all. I consider yeah. myself to have a fairly all right palate. I'm not gonna big myself up. I can taste stuff. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> I couldn't yeah. taste even the slightest hint it wasn't of chili. Even a hint, was it? So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad that you're doing it right. Uh, just chili, chili in your face. <laughs> awesome. You can try That's that good. next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll give that a go. Is it? Is there like a challenge thing or something? Because Dan likes a good challenge. <laughs> See how many he can eat, eat or something. Eat ten, eat ten bars in thirty seconds. And, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Do you get? Do you get a t-shirt? <laughs> if there's a free t-shirt involved, then I'll then I'll it. go for it. 
Of the sauces, is the is it the rampant Angus? Is that the hottest one, or is it the Apache? The, the, the Voodoo Mango um, is the hottest one oh, by by right. Um, yeah, it's got more more chilies in it than any of the other ones. Yeah, but, but it's so um, fruity still as well. Like yeah. it's, it's, I love so mango. It goes with really well yeah. with chili, doesn't it? It's about forty percent mango mango pulp that we use, so it's um, a real real sweetness from the mango. Um, there are all the sauces apart from the the rampant Angus are. Or vegan uh, friendly, um, so yeah, they're um, all good quality ingredients, and we don't add any thickeners or preservatives that you might find on on well, pretty much all of the stuff that's on the supermarket shelves. Um, so the rampant Angus the, is is like a, a, a ketchup sort of like a spicy ketchup. Is that fair spicy enough? Ketchup, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, a nice, nice spicy ketchup, a real depth of flavour. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can use it in all sorts of stuff. We use it to cook with at home, um, just as a as a tomato kind of additive to to anything really. With um, you know, like spaghetti bolognese, or if you're trying to spice up a, a lasagna, or or you're making a, a gumbo or anything, you can you can add a little bit into the cooking. Now you're planting seeds. Now you're planting seeds. I don't know if I've got any left. I'm going to have to put an order. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, we'll have to send you some That spaghetti, uh, oh, the rampant Angus spaghetti or, yeah, or lasagna. Yeah, now that sounds <laughs> awesome. It was Andy Williams said he'd, he'd been past a friend the other day and uh, they'd used uh, rampant Angus in their spaghetti bolognese just to give it some 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 lift. Awesome. <laughs> so then also in that, then there's the, so the Red Dog Apache is a red pepper sauce. Yeah, it's our it's our kind of take on Tabasco. Um, yeah, on, on a Louisiana pepper sauce. A lot yeah, more, a lot more going on though than this sort of standard like Tabasco. It's a really yeah, sort of. They're, they're really complex sauces. All of them. Um, there's there's so many ingredients and there's a few different steps in each process and that's why the guy who makes them hates me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna probably get told off here, but actually, Tabasco is a. I'd, I do like Tabasco. I'm a Tabasco fan, but but yeah, yeah. compared to your your red pepper sauce, it, it's it's I'm afraid to say, not very comparable. <laughs> yeah, we we just we just went for the maximum flavour burst that we could uh, yeah. we could get get into all these sauces. You uh, certainly achieved so that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're work of passion rather than um, than commercial viability. Most of them, they're uh, they're really. Um, Stacked with good ingredients, the best, the best that we can find, and, and um, I think it shows in the product. Cool. And the Pit Boss Barbecue is just a, a sort of original barbecue sauce, sort of influenced by Southern USA. I'm reading here. Yeah, we we um, I spent a lot of time in Houston over the years, um, and Texas has got its own kind of style of barbecue sauce, yep. as you guys will know. Um, and we we um, used to go to Rudy's Barbecue quite a lot. Awesome. Uh, which is a, a gas station gonna and that um, whole model of, of queuing up for your food and uh, getting your meat by weight and and then putting your sauce on it and having the, the white bread and the and the pickles with it and, and, and the root beer and just sitting down with a, with a big long table of people you don't know and kind of chatting about barbecue and that, that's kind of that really got into our blood um, and, and that kind of style of eating from you find in in the US but all the all the way down South America as well. It's pretty cool. The whole family kind of vibe on the on the barbecue thing, but the the barbecue sauce, um, the pit boss barbecue sauce, is, is a real um, code to to Rudy's barbecue. And we try to basically copy their sauce and, and make it a little bit better. And so a vinegar based um, barbecue sauce with no um, no liquid smoke added. And we get our sauce from from other sources. Um, and um, there's there's about three different kinds of uh, smoked paprika going to that sauce. Just, um, the smoke from from the, the smoky peppers rather than from uh, liquid smoke and all that. So it's a real natural tasting sauce. Um, but awesome. we use, instead of pure sugars and that, we use, we use honey in that one. Um, so that makes that non-vegan, but, um, but it's a real uh, a real good, good sauce. And don't we all wish we lived down the road from a Rudy's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we went and opened one, so that's what we did. We couldn't find one over here, so we... we that's kinda... certainly one way of dealing with it. Yeah. Certainly <laughs> one way of answering that question. We're going to have to fly... I've, I've said already, I've said to Ben... Yeah, we keep going on about we're it. We're going to have we? to fly up at some point. Yeah. 
and they're going to get on next time Marcus is heading up that way yeah. and we'll get together we'll get Kelly Kelly coming over and we'll get some sort of uh, sort of meet up yeah that'd be grand that'd be, be good to meet you guys again up here on, yeah on we'd love to <laughs> Yeah, it'd be awesome. So, before we sort of came live on air, we we had a a slight possible exclusive leak to us, and it's something that's sort of really really got me thinking. So and thirsty and very thirsty. So, uh, <laughs> without further ado, can can you uh, can you let us know what might be coming out very soon? Yeah, I mean, Angus and I started out with, um, with the sauces and, the, and, and some rubs, and then we moved into sausage, and we've, um, we've, we've opened our, our little restaurant, Q Barbecue, up in Aberdeen. But we're um, we're actually coming to market with some beer soon, so we're um, we're super excited about that. Um, we've been um, coined a new phrase: we're, we're a gorilla brewery. Um, we don't actually um, brew the beer ourselves, but we're um, we're uh, working with a with a really good um, brewery down in Glasgow um, to to brew three beers for us. Um, so we've, every Friday we've been uh, trucking down to Glasgow and um, brewing the next batch of beer. So um, this last week we brewed our. It's a good excuse our, to drink beer, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's just for work. It's just for work. This is for work. Yeah, it's all work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Open a barbecue restaurant, then, yeah. then basically start brewing your own beer. Yeah. You are yeah. onto something here, majorly onto something. <laughs> this man yeah, switched on. That's all life. I can say. This man is switched on. Yeah. Anything you can get, we, we just uh, provide just everything you need. Um, so yeah, so we're super excited um, by the beer. Um, we haven't released it uh, anywhere else yet. Um, we're um, we're working up the the beers first. We've got. To, to um, ferment, and we're uh, we're waiting to brew the next one on Friday. Uh, so the one on, the one on Friday will be our um, real passion sessions. It's going to be called. So it'll be an IPA with uh, with a passion fruit finish, mm. um, and that will take about four weeks to mature. Um, the one we did first was called Tomahawk. Um, and it's a, a red um, IPA, a, a red Indian pale ale, and it'll have a, a bourbon finish. And um, nice. the one we did last week is called uh, Coco Chipotle Cartel. Mm-hmm. So that's our Mexican porter. Wow. Yeah. Some real good flavours there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are going to taste very different, I imagine. So we're, t- we're trying to link through, you know, the the, the sauces. If you take the Boss barbecue sauce and the and the red dog Apache, you link through to the to the um, the general rub um, and probably some other rubs that will come out soon. And uh, that kind of links into the the tomahawk beer. And then we'll have our um, coco chipotle cartel. We'll have our fat taco sauce for the for the Mexican kind of vibe and um, that kind of. Yeah, so you're creating sort of flavour profiles across your range then, things that, that work yeah. together and complement each other so people could, like, Absolutely. are sort of channel, yeah. channeled down like a path of of lushness. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We, we, we find barbecue all over the all over the world, you know, we, we, we kind of, um, um, back into into the UK, people are quite, quite focused on, on hamburgers and that, so we, we went to market with the, the four sauces that, that went well with, with hamburgers, but and you go into into Texas, obviously you've got your brisket and um, and your ribs and your, your your smoked turkey and things like that. And then uh, Mexico was just a, a whole another world. And then you you go into Venezuela and and Colombia and and all these places. And, and the barbecue is just phenomenal. Um, but it's completely different all over the place. Um, and and that, um, that that just really got into our into our bones when we were down there. And um, I think, I think it does. Me. When you when you live somewhere and experience like the culture and and you sort of become part of the community, it really does sort of stick with you. And, and you and you do find it hard to sort of live without it, I guess, when you uh, move away. So you, you like you said, you've switched on guys, uh, created it himself. He's brought it brought it to Scotland and uh, brought brought a bit of his travels with him. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's exciting to to do that. Um, I remember one time down in, in Colombia, we were. It's about um, about eight thousand feet altitude, and trying to get the coals lit on this on the smoker that we built out of um, oilfield tubular casing um, on the roof overlooking Bogota, 
you know, and you're, you're thinking, oh, this is a, this is a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't get the calls to wait, so it was, it was kind of cool. Awesome. And then we spent um, spent three years down in Buenos Aires and, um, you know, worked, worked with a lot of guys down there and um, got to learn how to use the, the Parisian barbecue um, and cooking kind of gaucho-style um, from the Pampas, we used to used to go out to places like New Ken and um, Mendoza and um, visit some of the bases out there, and they'd always have barbecue when you were out there. But it was it was a different kind of barbecue to the Kansas City style or or Texas style. It was um, yeah, it was really good. And that's the beauty about about barbecue, as we sort of talk about it. Is it is just sort of live fire cooking, and it's so varied across the world. There's so many different yeah. ways to do it. This and and I'm just down to learn as much as I can and just learn all these different styles and it's great because there, there are just even like to cook a steak there's like a million different ways to do it maybe not a million let's just okay. exaggerate there's about a hundred <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> but yeah there's so many we'll different styles across the uh, across the world ways to cook different things for different results yeah. and everything and it's it's awesome to to sort of have the experience that you guys have had to to travel a bit and spend some time in, in different places of the world and learn learn all these different styles of barbecue. You actually did some air gaucho chickens, didn't you? Was that the... Yeah, we did that at the weekend. That's yeah. something I've been looking to do for, for a while and um, it was just getting the time to do it. It takes um, a good six to eight hours to, to get that to cook um, just next to a fire. Yeah, so can you can um, so you just yeah. talk the listeners through through what that is, just uh, just to give them a run through of sort of uh, that style of cooking or or how they would try and replicate that. Yeah, uh, we we have, are lucky enough to have built our own Parisian barbecue, which is a <coughs> an Argentine style Argentine style barbecue that um, goes up and down um, with little bees um, troughs that, that carry the, the fat away from the from the cook, um, and you can raise and lower the barbecue above coals to. To affect the heat on on the meat and that, um, but um, on on the back of that we've got a, a box. Um, so we built a fire in the box and we um, we have a meat cook above the above the barbecue. Um, I, I guess you don't need a Parisian to do this. You could just have like a, a pit in the ground or, or a fire, just build a fire, cool. um, and have some way to suspend um, a couple of chickens above or, or next to the fire. So the the the, the eddy currents, I guess, from the heat to the fire. Um, uh, cook, cook the chicken kind of indirectly so it's like an indirect cooking um, so how method. how far are we talking that you, you sort of hang like from the so say you drew a, a circle or a, a box if it's in a box a box around your fire source your fire how far away are we talking for the chickens to to actually be from the heat source depends on the size of your fire i mean this is this is the first time I, i've done this style of cooking but we um we built a file a fire with like a, a high at the back and then low at the front and actually put some briquettes at, at the front of the fire um and a water pan in there um and then we used put some hops from from our brewing uh, we've got some hops down down at drygate and um, put them in to, to create some added flavors and vapors uh, but we're, we're speaking, you know, like maybe eight, eight inches, six inches away from the, the back of the fire and kind of just over the front of the coals. Um, cool. So you get, you get a nice radiant heat coming up. Um, chickens are suspended about you know, two feet above above the coals. So you just get this radiant heat um, all day, really. It's, a, it's an all-day cook, um, but pretty cool to sit there and watch and tend your fire. And um, we've got a, lucky enough to have a, a pretty good wood store up here. So we've got um, some oak and some cherry and older and all sorts of different uh, whiskey barrel bits and um, just trying to experiment with the different kinds of smoke and um, we put some some herbs from the garden in front of the in front of the fire there and they smoldered away so you got all this herby flavour going through the air and the hops going through the air it was really uh, it was a, a, sounds a, delicious an interesting place to be yeah it was cool yeah it was good, uh, good I thought the string might burn um, but but it didn't. It was pretty cool. Um, we were going yeah, to use so wire, I, but it, yeah. the, the string was fine. Um, but then, then we just probed it um, with the thermopan all over it, and made sure it was cooked, um, and all the different bits. Uh, we kind of, with it hanging on the string, you can twirl it around so that the, it's like almost like a, a rotisserie in the air, if you like. You just um, spin it around a bit, and it cooks pretty evenly. Um, just sprayed it with some had some cider and some apple juice in a, in a spray bottle and keep it moist. Sounds it was, nice. Um, it, was a, it was a good thing. I want to do that um, 
I've not done the um, the Argentine kind of crossover here yet, but we're, we're going to do that next week. Uh, yeah, we we came across these guys. Uh, Sizzle Grills. Uh, they were at yeah. Pengrilli at the weekend, and the guy actually mm. spent some time living down in uh, Argentina, and uh, so he's got like, I mean, they build them, and, and they, he yeah, seems to they build them, and they sell them, and they can cater for your events and stuff as well. But he was telling me about like techniques of the temperature wise, like cause I was saying, like how do you know how hot to get it and stuff like that. And he, I can't remember the exact seconds, so I'll probably mess up. But he said like something like, if you can keep your hand in between like the meat and the fire for like seven seconds before it's too hot to pull it away. That was like your measure of yeah. it was the right temperature. It might have been a little yeah, bit. I can't remember the exact That's what we did yesterday. We were just trying to see if the hairs in the back of your hand would burn or not. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they've burnt off. That's hot enough. I like it. <laughs> yeah, too hot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, he had one set up and he was there. Uh, he had like a, a lamb on it. He yeah. was... He was cooking off, and they'd sort of like what they'd done. They got like a, a plastic water bottle and filled it with sort of like a brine solution. So it's like a salt water with some like oh, yeah. herbs and stuff like that in it. And what they did is put the lid on and uh, shoved a few holes through the lid, and then used that as like a sort of basting spray. So they'd squeeze the bottle and it would like spray, spray like the salty brine solution all over it. And that was uh, how they sort of imparted flavor, some more flavor through the cook, and kept it nice and moist. It looked, it looked phenomenal. I didn't actually get to taste. No, any. I didn't either. Bit gutted. They had, but they had a queue uh, round the block twice, uh, waiting. To, it looked amazing. So uh, yeah, it's a real theater when you do these kind of things. It's a real, uh, um, a real show. It is. I mean, like DJ Barbecue, uh, the uh, the catertainment truck at Grillstock the other week. They had a. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, they had a whole uh, a whole cow leg on a spit. Just the spit they made themselves. They had a cherry wood sort of fire making a live charcoal, and that was just. Again, like you said, the theatre of it is just phenomenal. It just looks, it looks fantastic, and yeah. tastes fantastic. Down, <laughs> I remember down in Utopia, we went there a couple of years ago, and um, the guy was doing a whole cow on the on a, on a spit, and, and kind of the same way, you know, this radiating fire of a of a backfire and a deflector, radiating the heat into the into the into the meat. So yeah, it's a cool way to cook. Whole uh, whole cow is pretty challenging, I imagine. Okay. Need, more, need more than my little rotisserie <laughs> for that. <laughs> he's, he's a, a truck axle to, to hold yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think it'd fit on the rotisserie. No. So. <laughs> you just got your rotisserie at the weekend. I saw you did a, a rotisserie cook. I'm not going to lie, I got to try some today, Barbecue Monday. Yeah. And uh, it was it was lush. I tried the chicken. I didn't try the pork loin. You did. I tried yeah. the chicken. I didn't so, do a video for the chicken. I did one for the pork, but the chicken was amazing. Yeah, talk it's, us through that then. It's inspired by the old Kelly kebab. I'm not going to lie, but it was... Yeah, really nice recipe, just simple stuff like uh, tomato puree, some lemon, some cumin. Then I added quite a bit of sumac into it because you've introduced me to this new spice, Dan, and I love it now with chicken. I always go down the sumac route, so I put plenty of that on it in the actual mix, which I like, marinated it all day in, and then just sprinkled some on the outside as well. And then just loaded it up on the geotisserie, I've got the got the Kamado Joe to about 300 Fahrenheit and then loaded it on there and kept it on there for a probably just over two hours in the end. I trimmed it off after a while because it was getting all cooked on the outside and I wanted to keep it cooking through to the middle. But really impressed with it. I was quite excited about rotisserying everything yeah. at the moment. <laughs> so I love it. I love the fact that you can shut the lid with it. That, that yeah. to me just makes it heads and shoulders above the other spits yeah. you can get on the yeah. market at the minute because... Yeah, you can close the lid. It as well as yeah, and you that. can smoke it like mm. obviously cooking over the open fire and stuff. You do get some smoky flavors. Don't get me wrong, mm. but to be able to shut the lid and smoke it whilst using the rotisserie as well is just sort of like those two combinations of lushness. So that yeah. really <laughs> sets it for I, me. I use some of um, Smokewood Shack's pear wood. Okay, to go with it. So. Pear wood, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. It was it was so tasty. Yeah, really, really good. enjoyed that. So. It doesn't really bring me on to, so I'm not going to say it brings me on to, but I want to talk about Q Barbecue, uh, you yeah. guys' uh, restaurant. So so where is it? It's in Aberdeen. Aberdeen? <laughs> Aberdeen, yeah. Um, uh, it was the former courtyard restaurant, um, which was fine dining, um, and um, it needed a bit of a change, so we went to the owner of, um, of the restaurant, uh, Chris Donner, He's a, an avid barbecue as well, and suggested to him that 
we might be able to to pull off a barbecue restaurant in, in Aberdeen, and, and he was super excited. And um, together we we developed a, a menu. Um, we got the branding pretty right, and um, the, the internal kind of fit out and all that with the wood and the and the long tables and the, the kind of family atmosphere of, of barbecue. Um, and good, good tunes and, and um, some pretty cool artwork on the wall. Uh, and off we went. We um, uh, refitted the restaurant in I think 24 days. Um, from from fine dining to wood clad and uh, big steers head in the wall and, and uh, wood, wood piles and in, in, in the corner and things like that and, uh, and, and yeah it was really good um, huge learning curve <laughs> um, I bet from the the, the smoker we we got a, a an old hickory smoker in um, up to to our house in Aberdeen and then we we got it down to the restaurant and discovered we we couldn't get it up the stairs into the kitchen. And so we had to, to take out uh, <laughs> the disaster point there. Um, so we had to take out um, a window um, on the on the on the second floor and, and get a, a pal finger to uh, to launch the the barbecue into the in, in through the the second floor window there. But uh, all good. Um, works brilliantly. Um, Love the old hickory pit. Um, works like a trojan every day. Uh, we're cooking um, brisket in there. We're cooking ribs um, and, and the sausage and the, and the smoker every day. Um, in the first for three months of business, we went through six and a half tons of meat. Um, so yeah, huge, that's huge what I went through last you, week. You in my did house. that, didn't you? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what we get through a week at home. <laughs> Slow eaters. Yeah, it's yeah, just an amazing. It's a totally different thing from from cooking at home. You you cook in a, a brisket and a couple of accidents with the family and friends, but um, to cook in you know um, six seven briskets a day and um, a couple hundred sausages and, and maybe doing that a couple of times a day depending on the on the time of the week and all that. So it's see barbecues. A, I always think it's got to be a hard one, like especially when you're doing your your long sort of briskets, pulled porks and stuff to to sort of judge and and because it's not like the sort of thing where Someone walks in and and they go, oh yeah, I want a steak, and you can just cook a steak. These yeah, sort of things yeah. take hours and hours and hours to cook. So I always think it must be hard to sort of judge. Are, are you working on like sort of like the, how the US do it, and when it's gone, it's gone. Um, we, we do, but we we try to. Um, people don't really understand that over here. Um, when they go to a no. restaurant, they expect everything on the on the menu to be available. So so we do try and um, keep things in stock. So we. We do a lot of pre-cooking um, and then warming. We do a lot of wrapping. Um, uh, and use a lot of cling film and peach paper, um, and we we get pretty good results with with that. Um, cook, cool. them, cook them first and then portion them up for service and, and kind of reheat if you like um, some of the time uh, when it's not just fresh off the smoker. So it's uh, that's a bit of a play about, but um, the results are getting better and better every day. So uh, awesome. keep working at it. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a cool menu. I like it. I like the menu. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to coming up and uh, and giving it a go. So you got the sticky yeah, pork burnt ends. So that need that immediately uh, gets me excited. Yeah, it's in the new menu. We just uh, just launched last week, so you're you're absolutely up to speed. Hoo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. We, we try to include a, you know, the central part of the menu is is the meat market. You know, like the the Rudy's or the yeah. the, the Frank's or, or whatever. You know, you go in and you pay for your your meat by weight. So um, we haven't seen too many places do that in the in the UK and no. you kind of over there. So, um, so really, are paying uh, tribute to sort of your Rudy's uh, that's down the road yeah. on the roadside there. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, and then we we took in a bit of um, a bit, you know, the gumbos and um, the the, uh, the bowls of funk, a bit of soul food in there, a bit of the big mama's mac and cheese, and some tacos in there. And then we really did um, quite a bit of work on the kids menu. Um, we got um, our, our better halves to, to come up with the, with the kids' menu for the things that they, they thought the kids should should be eating rather than just um, chips and chicken nuggets or whatever. So we kind of got some kids' tacos in there and, and slider burgers and things like that. And yeah, and it's quite it's a wicked kids' menu. I mean, I was going to say this is actually like a really awesome kids' menu. Yeah, I've taken my kids to quite a few barbecue restaurants and I've struggled a little bit to get <coughs> good stuff, but. I think they would eat every single thing that you've got listed on that menu there. Cool. 
Yes. And they've got the kids under five eat for free, so we're really trying to create a family environment, you know, where people um, feel cool about taking their kids along, you know, the music's good, the How do you check that? good. <laughs> luckily, luckily I'm four years old, so I'll have a, I'll have a pound of each meat, please. <laughs> It doesn't say mental age, does it? It's, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take your little niece up with you. You'd be yeah. sorted, yeah. Oh, she, she's ordered a yeah. pound of every meat. I only want one hot salad, salad, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a challenge here. The Q overload. Are you up for the challenge? No, that's mental. Just completely mad. Where is it? I can't see so, it. We had a guy, a guy called Randy Santel. He's a, a professional eater um, from the US. He's done about, I guess, about 400 food challenges around the world. And he, he came to Q on a, on a tour of the UK. And uh, and he he did the, the Q overload in, um, I think, about 23 minutes. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was awful to watch, actually. It was <laughs> 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 awful. Uh, he, he, um, he doesn't sit down to eat. He, he kneels. Okay. Uh, to, I guess, to I guess extend his abdomen, but um, I have to try yeah, that. They, they... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want a chair, thanks. <laughs> Normally you go for a tactical poo, but now yeah. it's gonna. <laughs> now it's gonna kneel. Yeah, that sounds good. Kneel, he kneels. That was mad. Yeah, okay. with a whole the whole Aberdeen um, uh, American football team came in and, and did it, and I think two of their guys managed to do it. Uh, of about um, 15 guys uh, and they were big units and some of them were huge units and, and they couldn't manage it but the the guys who seemed to make it are the super fit um, muscle guys you know yeah um, so a pound of incredible. smoked brisket four four ounce beef patties uh, chilli smoked bacon a roll slaw quarter pound of pulled pork quarter pound of jalapeno <laughs> sausage cheese sauce Onion rings and seasoned fries. Mm-hmm. That is the challenge. That, now that sounds like a challenge. But so it's only thirty quid anyway, though. So I'm happy to pay that and just eat all that yeah. food. Right. <laughs> <Just do it. laughs> I'm, I'm having that. Get on Skyscanner. Look at yeah. some flights. It's <laughs> huge. It's enormous. Absolutely enormous. Oh, you need to send <laughs> us a photo of it. We'd have to do two nights. One night that we go in and just enjoy the menu, yeah, and then another night we go in kneel down, kneel down, get and get on with it. <laughs> that sounds You're jazzy. Oh, you like getting on your knees too much. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> so then there's a whole. You've got the uh, the meat market, and you've got the rolling rolls. So you've got basically yeah. everything that could possibly put in a roll in a roll. Uh-huh. Salty sea dog. What's that? Then let's have a look. Okay. Salty sea dog's a bit a bit, a bit of a Mexican blackened fish with um, uh, watercress and lime and um, chipotle and kind of a bit of freshness um, in, in the roll there. Yeah. I also notice that you do like it's listed on the website as the barbecue experience, where you can basically take the restaurant out, I guess, and cater people for people's events. Is that right? Yeah, we do that too. Um, we've got a couple of events coming up soon. Um, we do um, all sorts of things, just catering for different events, from weddings to um, to festivals, and that. We're um, hopefully planning uh, next year to do or participate in anyway a, a barbecue festival up here in Aberdeen. Um, so that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, uh, we're looking at a a bigger rig, um, an outdoor rig. We've got an offset smoker that we take take around with us, and a, a big charcoal um, barbecue rig. But we're we're looking at a bigger rig from um, one of the guys down south, maybe, or um, see where we get to in that in the near future, so we can take the queue on the road. Twenty five pound per person. Now yeah, that a bargain, is a bargain. <laughs> Do you fancy coming to Did Spain? Do you get any ideas? Uh, We're not coming down and setting up outside your house. Well, uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking, I'm getting married in Spain next year. Do you fancy uh, <laughs> driving all the way to Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. There's only Barcelona, not far from you. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to uh, try and pass it with the missus, and that, that sounds like a good deal. That is awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Awesome. Right, well, we are approaching the hour mark so i'm gonna step in and call it a day there nice and uh thank you very much scott for coming on it's been great chatting to you could you um, thank you very much indeed it's been it's been good fun yeah enjoyed it
Could you remind all the listeners that where they can find you on all the social medias and the website address and all the rest of it? Yeah, we're, we're on Facebook, um, Angus and Oink. Um, we're on Facebook as Q Barbecue. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Instagram. Um, and we're at uh, www.angusandoink.com. And you can buy all, all your products there on angusandoink.com. And and you'll start seeing, I'm sure the listeners will start seeing a lot of your products in. You're already in a lot of restaurants, but uh, you're actually picking up more and more now you've started to do the... Uh, the what am I thinking of saying? I don't know. You're doing like the bulk orders now oh, for yeah. Yeah. wholesale. Yeah, wholesale. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so people will start seeing a lot more again. And uh, yes, yeah, it was wicked meeting you at Grillstock the other week and uh, hopefully we'll uh, cross paths again soon. So thank you very thank much. You, Thanks, Good luck with you. Cheers, mate. guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. much. Cheers, bro. Bye, Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 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 Right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to help get you over hump day. As always, we've been brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners or pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even pick up some epic accessories, you can check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can check them out on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And finally, Smokewood Shack, they deliver you quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking chunks, dust, chips, planks, then just head on over to smokewoodshack.com. You can find them on Twitter under Smokewood Shack. So goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Ciao. And P.S. I'm the best barbecue out of us, too. I'm slightly better, though. (laughs)